This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. <laughs> Sorry. So today we're going to be starting a new series on women of the Bible. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. And just uh, looking at their hearts so we can bring it back to the yeah, whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, shepherding our hearts thing. Are you trying to make fun of me? <laughs> no. Are you sure? We're sticking with the theme of the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I thought she was making fun of me because I always get confused as to whether or not it's our heart or your heart. Okay, that's gross, Riddick. Um, or your heart's... Um, so we actually had to restart the podcast already once because I got confused. But it's okay. It's all right. We, have to, okay. we all take care of our yeah. own hearts, right? So, <laughs> so the first woman's heart we're going to be looking at is aw, is Esther. Esther's just a great example. So mom's gonna give you a backstory and then Yeah. And then we'll and, get into it. And if you have not read the book of Esther do recently, it. do it. Like Do it. <laughs> it is such a great book of the Bible. Um for so many reasons. So as we look at it today, we're just gonna kinda give a a summary of what happens at the beginning, obviously. We didn't really feel like reading all ten chapters. Although, you know, it's kind of shocking since I'm here. You do like to read. And you do it well. So, Queen Esther is chosen. We're going to kind of skip the first chapter or so. Because she is chosen to replace Queen Vashti. And um, so, that's chapters one and two. She is chosen to be the new king. Queen, she was the female, since we're looking at women of the Bible. She was chosen to be the new queen. Queen. My bad. <laughs> the new queen. I read the word king in the Bible. and It, just, it happens, so. but that doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of you for it. Okay, so Esther was the new queen, and her uncle Mordecai sat in the gates of the king um, often. Well... One of the king's servants, Haman, did not like Mordecai because Mordecai would not bow down to him as the king had decreed that they should all do. But Mordecai was a Jew and would not bow down in front of another man, right? That was for serving God. So Haman comes up with this whole plot to kill all the Jews. And he proposed because, it to the... Because he didn't like that one person. Exactly. This, so this guy, he has his ego. A little bit of a vendetta. So he goes and he talks to the king and says, hey, there's a whole group of people in your kingdom. <laughs> he said, hey, hey, man. <laughs> there's a whole group of people in your kingdom who aren't following your laws, who think that their laws are above your laws. Oh, and so we should just make this decree that we can kill them and they can all be destroyed and you can get all this money from their businesses and all of this kind of thing. So... The king's like, sounds great, gives Haman his ring so that he can go and make this thing um, a law, right? And the laws of the Medes and Persians could not be changed. So once it was set, it was set. So here the Jews were all going to be destroyed. Well, Mordecai, being a Jew, heard about this decree and he was mourning and he was upset and sitting in sackcloth. And when Esther heard about it, she, like, sent to him, well, she sent him some clothing so that he could change um, out of the sackcloth, but he refused them and wouldn't do it. And so he sends a messenger to tell Queen Esther what is happening. And so 
she receives word that this decree has been made, this law has been made, that the Jews were going to be killed. And Mordecai asks her to go to the king and have him change it. So that is kind of the backstory. That is where we are. So what I wanted to look at is the... You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restart all of that. Um, the point that I wanted to look at was Esther's courage. Um, in Esther 4, verse 11, it says... This, it's a long verse, so give me some grace. I will mess up. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whatsoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court, who is not called... There is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. So, you know, you can't go see the king. You could be killed. But let's move down to verses 13 through 16, which say... Sorry, that was that was a long pause. Um, so we literally just skipped verse 12. I feel like I should have just read it, but I didn't. You want me to read it? Nope, it's okay. okay. I'm just going to start in 13. We're good. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then there shall enlargement and deliverance arise arise to the Jews from another place but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed and who knoweth whether thou art come into the kingdom for such a time as this um then Mordecai bade them to return to yes ugh holy cow my tongue is like in knots right now (laughs) um then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So, you know, her, um, she was willing to risk her life to go and save her people. She didn't, she didn't have to go. She was... She was the queen. She was living in the palace. She had this great life, but she was willing to risk it to save her people. Um, And I think it's neat, too, that, like, but Mordecai says to her, like, "Um, you're a Jew, but, and you're in the palace. You're probably still going to have the same fate as the other Jews, right? Like, if you don't do this, you're probably going to die anyway. It was not a good situation. <laughs> it was not a good, but I think I, one of our favorite verses is verse 14 in the very end of that, where Mordecai makes that statement to Esther and says, who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Like, maybe this was your purpose. Maybe this is why you're here. Like, maybe that's why God put you in that situation so you could fix it. But you just, you just have to have that courage. That's right. And that trust in God and his plan. Um, So I wanted to conclude my point with, I don't know why I said it like that, but I did, um, with Psalm 31, verse 24, which says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. So, you know, if we have this trust in the Lord and we have, you know, this hope, then we have so much more courage than if we didn't, and we can 
we can think of that and it can give us more courage. It's just, it's a great cycle. It's true. So, I mean, to trust in, in God's promises to be able to have that courage, like Esther. And that hope. And that hope. So, moving forward in the story, after they fast and all of this, um, on the third day, Esther goes to the court of the king. And when the king sees her, he holds out his golden scepter and she came forward and she touched it. And the king offers her anything she wants. He says, what is your request? And it will be given you up to half the kingdom. And here's where my point comes in is she uses wisdom, right? Because how many of us would have just rushed to the king and said, they're trying to kill my people. You have to do something to save us. We're all going to die. And she didn't do that. Like she used wisdom and discretion and she thoughtfully had um, a way to approach him to gain favor and then I to mean, obviously she already had some favor well obviously because you know she didn't die just when she went into the court and she was offered half the kingdom yeah she must have been pretty <laughs> <laughs> it does talk about that no it does i mean i'm just saying because he didn't like know her super well it's not like they spent a lot of time together or whatever obviously like, she said she hadn't seen him in 30 days yeah so but you know, when he does see her and offers her that, all that she requests the first time. So in Esther chapter 5 and verse 4, Esther answered, If it seem good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for him. And so they go to the banquet. And when they get to the first banquet, again in verse 8, um, she though she is given the opportunity to request yet again and again she doesn't say you know please save my people Haman is plotting against us and in verse 8 she says if I have found favor in the sight of the king and if it please the king to grant me my petition and to perform my request let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them and I will do tomorrow as the king hath said so two different opportunities she had to just request you know the saving of her people but instead, she just invites them to a feast. So it's kind Food. of funny. It's it's the way in. I mean, that's part of it. But part of it, too, I think, is just that connection, right? Like, she knew that really, without having a relationship with someone, like, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, like, they're probably not going to listen as much to you. But if they know you and have that closeness to you, then they're more likely to... Um, listen to what it is you're trying to say. So she had the wisdom and the discretion to approach it that way <laughs> instead, which is really interesting. And then, of course, at the next banquet is when she reveals what Haman's plot was, and it kind of all goes south for Haman at that point because now he has plotted against Queen Esther's people, and not only Esther, but also Mordecai, who had saved the king at one point. And the king really liked Esther. <laughs> yeah, he really liked Esther, and he really liked Mordecai. So if you look at chapter 6, Mordecai's deeds of saving the king are known, and so he ends up getting paraded through the town with the royal robes on and the crown and all of this stuff to um, thank him for saving the king. So. Yeah. And then Haman gets hanged on the gallows that he made to kill Mordecai. There is so much irony in this book. It, I, it's pretty great. 
I mean, like, karma hit that guy hard. <laughs> yeah, real hard. I love that book. Um, I read the whole thing just in preparation for this. I started reading just, like, parts of it to see what we wanted to talk I about. I skimmed through it, too. I just love it. I read the whole thing because I just... It's been a while since I've read that book, so definitely go back and read it if you have it in a while. And, and if you just did, read it again. You can never have too much. Find something else in it that you can take from it. So I wanted to end my part on wisdom and discretion with Proverbs chapter 2 and verse uh, verses 10 through 12. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. And then it goes on to describe the evil that it can save you from. But I thought that that was really neat there in Proverbs that it talks about wisdom and discretion and how it can save you from the way of the evil man. Right? So. Quite literally for Esther. Yeah. And her people. So. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, spoiler alert. There's really no spoiler here. But the you Jews were actually. read this book. <laughs> the Jews were actually saved, but the law could not be changed, so he just gave them the right to fight back at the time when they were going to be killed. So, yes. Yes, and a lot of people were killed. Yeah. Did you read how many? I don't remember. 75,000. No bueno. No, no bueno. So, but I really enjoyed looking at Esther's heart. Esther's got a, had a good heart. She, she is no longer alive, but you know she did have a good heart. She had a good heart, and she had a tough um, place in life to be. Yeah. I think, like being the queen to that king, he was not a nice man. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was a rough, rough time. Had a rough go of it. <laughs> What? <laughs> I was laughing at me because oh. I say that a lot. Oh, yeah. Sometimes she makes jokes, you know, about like, we'll be talking about animals and she'll be like, mm, just a rough time over there, you know, like, because like a dog. Yeah. I don't really mean to. I just say it. It's, it's sometimes funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Addie. Wow. I think we should wrap it up right there. Yeah. Now. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.